D.A. Carson said this, To put the matter at its most basic, Paul's prayer is the product of his passion for people. His unaffected fervency in prayer is not whipped up emotionalism, but the overflow of his love for brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. That means that if we are to improve our praying, we must strengthen our loving. As we grow in disciplined, self-sacrificing love, so we will grow in intercessory prayer. Welcome, I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is Praying Scripture, a weekday broadcast where we use God's own words to honor Him and to talk to Him about the things going on in our life and in our world. We are in episode 154 today, and we are going to be praying through the second half of the first chapter of Ephesians. But before we do that, we're going to open with a bit of worship. Today's verse, or verses, I guess, are Ephesians 1, 20 and 21, and they say this. He exercised this power in Christ by raising him from the dead and sealing him at his right hand in the heavens, far above any ruler and authority, power and dominion, and every title given, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. We have here an amazing picture of Jesus's sovereignty and majesty, really. So let's just start and go to prayer. Father, I fell stumbling on my words today feel like I am stumbling on my words today, and there's proof. So I ask that, Spirit, you just <laughs> lend my words whatever power, whatever information, whatever learning, whatever direction that you have for those who are listening and who will listen in the future. Pray that your power will be the one that people see and sense. I pray that your heart would be available to people as they pray with us. I ask that you would give me the the words that you want spoken. Keep anything that is not glorifying to you from being said. And use this time as you want it to be used, as to speak to each one of us. I want to open this morning with just this idea of Jesus, of your majesty. You are raised from the dead and you are seated at the right hand of God in the place of power, in the place of authority, in the place of influence, above every other ruler, authority, power, dominion, and title. Not only the ones that have come in the past and that that we have in the world today, but also any possible future power or authority. You've been seated there And given that position above all others, and I worship you this morning for that. Father, for your power and your ability to do that, for you to, (laughs) two things going through my head at the same time, only one can come out, but for your, your power simply to follow through with your plans and to be in a human body and to be raised from the dead and to be raised seated at the right hand of God. I worship you for your power to accomplish that which you set out to do, but also for your love and obedience, Jesus, in fulfilling that plan of the Father. I worship you for your kindness and your love toward us that took you down that path and that kept you on that on that road and, and in that obedience. We love you this morning. We love you all the time, but we're saying it this morning. And we honor you and worship you. In Jesus' name, amen. Ephesians at the end of chapter one, second half of chapter one today. Last episode, we opened the book of Ephesians with the greeting and introduction to the book. And it was Paul letting us know who wrote it and then beginning his letter with praise, which is one of the reasons, one of the templates that we pattern this time off of, we open with praise and worship. 
And then Paul talked in one very long sentence about what God had done for us. And the prayer in today's passage is a second really long sentence, not quite as long as the first in the original Greek. And it expresses this longing to know this God who have done all of these things, who has blessed us in all of these ways that he had just described as our spiritual blessings. So I'm going to read the whole passage so that you can get a sense of it. And then I will come back and pray through it. Some of this is probably going to sound familiar to you. So this is Ephesians chapter 1, verses 15 through 23. This is why, since I first heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I never stop giving thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, would give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you may know what is the hope of His calling what is the wealth of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the mighty working of his strength. He exercised this power in Christ by raising him from the dead and seating him at his right hand in the heavens, far above any ruler and authority and power and dominion and every title given, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he subjected everything under his feet and appointed him as head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of the one who fills all things in every way. That's the whole passage, the second half of chapter one. So let's just jump in and pray. Father, the first thing I want to ask you this morning is that you would give us Paul's heart for his brother and sister. His prayers are so moving and powerful and are such good examples for us. But it ties back to his heart and his love for others. So I pray that you would give us that same love that would help us fervently pray for those that we know and that we don't know. He had heard about the Ephesians. He was familiar with these people. These were friends of his, many of them. But it also, this letter went to the believers throughout the area around Ephesus. And I guess I also want to ask for you to burden our hearts for those even that we don't know that might receive the benefit of the good works that we do that we'll see in in the next chapter. Because we just don't know when we pray for other people, when we do the things that you have for us to do, we don't know where they're going to end up. We don't know what you will do with them because you have the power to take something that we feel is not much and turn it into an amazing story, an amazing testimony. And I just ask that you give us the reminder that you can do so much with our obedience, but also this heart for other people as Paul had a pastor's heart for other people. And here here was what he prayed for them. And I want to pray this for those around us, but I also want to pray this for myself. Father, give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in knowing you. Give me understanding. Give me wisdom. Give me knowledge and revelation about who you are within our relationship. I pray that you would open the eyes of my heart so that I might be enlightened, so that I would feel the things that I know in my mind, so that I would be able to relate to you on an emotional level with an attitude that mirrors yours. Pray that I would know the hope of my calling and the wealth of your glorious inheritance in the saints, among your people, in the church. Help me understand and step into those things that you have for me. And help me understand the immeasurable greatness of your power towards all of your children. So that I would serve with a heart for others 
and a fear of the Lord. Lord, help me grasp how important both of those things are. And it stems back to the two the two commands that wrap all the others inside them, love God and love others. Help me do that really well. Help me do that to the best of my ability. You've exercised your power by raising Christ from the dead and seating him at your right hand, far above everyone else, for all times. I pray that you would help me remember that, not only when I get intimidated by other people's earthly power and authority, but also to know that I have your power available inside of me, that I am in Christ and the Spirit is in me, and I share in that position and that power. Help me remember when I, when I look at your authority and I go out into the world, that it is yours and that I walk in your way. Everything has been subjected under your feet and you are head over the church, but also everything else. I guess I just feel like I should pray for the church at the moment to be reminded that you are the authority over all things. Not in the sense, I guess my request is not in the sense that we would approach your throne in a rigid way or your, the practices of our faith in a, re, in a religious way, but that we would be brought back to our true love with the understanding of this dichotomy of love and reverence, and that we would be too afraid to step outside the bounds of your instruction, but so full of love that we would dive so deeply into your work for us that we are fulfilling that calling on our lives. And I guess I say that with the, with the idea behind it, that the rigidity, no, let me backtrack. I'm trying to express something that is in my heart that I, that I don't have the words for right now. I fear that the church has scales on her eyes in many ways. And I guess I pray that you would lift those, that we would see ourselves no better or no worse than we are, but with a practical understanding of your perspective of our hearts, that we would repent within the church of the ways that we have used religion as a weapon and not love. Pray that we would be looking at our our own lives and our own hearts and repent of the places where love for you and love for our fellow man has been corrupted. And I guess I would ask that you would point those out in each of us. Revival doesn't start with some big event. Typically, it starts with a few believers coming to repentance. And I pray that you would find us in that spot, that your spirit would be poured out because of our own repentance. As we wrap this prayer this morning, I guess I just don't want to leave without asking that you, again, that you would fulfill these prayers in our own lives, that you would burden us to pray for these things for others around us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for being with us this morning. I so appreciate your presence with us. If you're watching on the Grace of the Gravel Road Facebook page, we do this twice a week. We'll be back on Monday and we will be starting chapter two, like digging into chapter two on Monday. If you're a podcast listener, thank you for joining us on that platform in that format. And I would love it if you would share this with a friend if you found it helpful for yourself. We're brought to you by... Grace in the Gravel Road, helping Christian women grow a God-first life, and that my heart is that as we do this together, that we would grow in our own prayer lives, that we would understand how to use the words of Scripture in conversation with God, 
and that he would answer those requests and he would engage in this conversation with us. But mostly, I pray that you'll fall deeper in love with the God who gave us these words. Amen. Amen.